Great. So thank you so much uh, for that uh, little introduction, Hannah. Um, it's really, really great uh, to be here with you this morning. Um, let me just see. Can I get my slides up? I'm not sure. Okay. There we go. Okay, great. So, thank you again. Uh, thank you so much for having me uh, here this morning. Um, it's, it's really great to be here, and I just want to say a massive, massive thank you for supporting Kids Club Kampala this Christmas through your giving. It really does mean a lot and really will make such a big difference. It was actually supposed to be this time last year that I was speaking to you, and it was supposed to be last year um, that Kids Club Kampala was your uh, Christmas fundraising charity, but obviously with COVID and lockdown and everything like that, it has been moved to this year. But I'm so great to, um, it's so great to finally be here speaking to you all this morning. So thank you so much for having me. Um, yes, so as I said, I wasn't able to be here because of lockdown last year, and really... I don't know what you think about lockdown, but to me, it seems like such a long time ago, really, doesn't it? But actually, it was just a few months ago, and how our lives changed. And just out of interest, I just thought it would be quite fun to see what did we all get up to in lockdown? Anything that we enjoyed, anything that we really changed our lives? So just a quick show of hands. Who started working from home during lockdown? Anyone still working from home? And I quite like working from home. Oh, yeah, I quite like it, I have to say. Um, what else? Anyone get into baking? That was quite a big thing over lockdown. Who baked a banana bread? Yeah, I baked quite a few. Yeah, I say that was, that was quite a lockdown trend, wasn't it? Getting into baking banana bread. What about anyone cut their own hair? Anyone, yeah, anyone, anyone cut a family member's hair? I, I cut my toddler's hair, and um, it, it, didn't, it didn't go very well. If you could come and see me after, I can show you a photo. It was a bit of a disaster. What about um, homeschooling? Who had to do homeschooling? Anyone had to juggle working from home and homeschooling their children at the same time? Oh, well done, you. I feel like you get a special, special, special place in heaven for that. Well done, you. You know, in, in Uganda, where Kids Club Kampala works, they are still in lockdown, and schools are still closed. So actually, children have been out of school and homeschooling for nearly two years. We are hoping that schools will reopen in early 2022, but they have been closed since March 2020. So that's nearly two whole years of children being out of school. Can you imagine having to homeschool your children for nearly two years? We thought we had it bad, didn't we? But actually, the reality is in Uganda that they don't really have homeschooling as we have it here. Only 10% of households in Uganda have access to the internet. And in the slums where we work, the idea of internet is just a distant reality, really. I'd like you to just take a moment to just imagine what it might be like as a child growing up in a slum in Uganda. This is a photo of one of the slums that we work in. Just imagine what it might be like. You live in a small one-roomed house with your family of up to 10 people. It's very overcrowded. Your roof is made of corrugated iron and the walls are made of mud. When it rains, the roof leaks. When it really rains, your house floods. And when it really, really rains, which actually has been doing quite a lot recently, your home floods 
with sewage from that drainage channel that runs right through the middle of the slum. You don't have a table at home, you don't have any quiet space or any privacy to do your schoolwork. You don't have any way of accessing a computer or a printer or even a smartphone. You don't have reading books, you don't have pens and paper, and you don't have electricity, so when it gets dark, you can't do anything. And your parents haven't had the opportunity to go to school. Your parents haven't been able to have an education, so they can't read and write. They can't support you in your learning either. So actually, homeschooling in Uganda is almost completely impossible. And again, this has been the situation for children for nearly two whole years. And being out of school doesn't just impact on learning. Since the beginning of the pandemic, one in five children in Uganda have been having less than one meal a day due to not being able to access school feeding programs. And since March 2020, there has been a 25% increase in teenage pregnancy due to girls not being in school and not being kept safe. COVID-19 means that poverty levels in Uganda have been set back, estimate, five years, and a further three and a half million people have fallen into abject poverty. And since the beginning of the pandemic, we have seen a huge increase, sadly, in the rates of family breakdown, domestic violence, homelessness, child abandonment in the communities that we support. It really is absolutely heartbreaking. But there is hope. It's not all doom and gloom. I'm not here this morning just to bang on about all the negatives. There is a lot of hope. And this is where you come in. So by supporting Kids Club Kampala this Christmas, you are bringing hope and love to these vulnerable children. You are having a direct impact on the lives of these vulnerable children in Uganda through your Christmas fundraising. And I cannot thank you enough. Our amazing Kids Club Kampala team work on the ground in Uganda every single day, feeding, educating, protecting and skilling thousands and thousands of vulnerable young people and their families. In normal times, when it's not COVID, in normal times we have big classrooms in the middle of the slums and hundreds of children come every single day to get free education because schools are not free in Uganda and for families in the slums the cost of school is just too unaffordable for them. So in normal times children come along to our classrooms and they learn for free but due to lockdown which has been for nearly two years our classrooms have sadly been closed but they are still very, very busy. We converted them into food banks. And we have been feeding people every single day since the pandemic began. These, if you can see, these are some photos of families and children coming to our food banks to receive food. And since the beginning of the pandemic, we have provided food to over 60,000 families. That's over 300,000 individuals. This equates to, wait for it, this equates to over 27 million meals provided for hungry people since March 2020. As I said, our team in Uganda are absolutely brilliant. 
We've also been providing children who can't come to the education centres for learning. We've provided them with home learning support. As I said, homeschooling is nearly impossible. But our fantastic teachers have been trying to make homeschooling easier for children and their families. We've been providing education packs, workbooks, resources, pens and paper. And our teachers have been visiting children every day at home to provide one-on-one -on -one lessons. And they've also been working with parents to help them learn how best to support their children in their learning as well. Alongside this, we've also been providing teenage girls with counselling and free period products. We've been providing vulnerable adults with skills training so that they can earn a sustainable income for themselves. And we've been rescuing children from situations of abandonment and situations of abuse and providing them with safe families to live in. But oh, this, is, this is a picture of one of our classrooms, as I said, in the middle of the slums that is currently working as a food bank. So this is what our classrooms look like in normal times, um, and it's being used as a food bank since the pandemic. But I don't want you to just listen to me talking about how brilliant Kids Club Compiler is. I'd now like to show you just a really short video from some of our teachers talking about what they've been doing to help children with their learning and to help them through the pandemic. Um, so just, if you'd like to just play the video now, please. I'm called along, Susan. I work with Kids Club Kampala, um, based in Katanga Center. Yeah, I'm a teacher and a social worker in general. I love being a teacher with the reason that teachers are people who carry the weakness and the strength of the students to ensure that they get a bright future. My joy is to see them happy and they're learning different things from me as I also learn from them because they, are, they also teach me a lot. The education program has greatly impacted on the children. Majorly, first of all, we deal with children who are vulnerable. We are in slum areas and some of these children never had any hope of going to school because their parents cannot afford. So I see as if we have impacted by you know, putting these children in a, a level of knowing how to read and write and uh, they, are, they have hope. This is a Christian-based organization and we don't only support children but we also support their parents or the youth in the community through different activities. Like here we have skills training like tailoring and knitting which parents and youth come here and learn and now we have become actually job creators to the outsiders in the community besides teaching the children. And we also help those children who are homeless to have a home to stay. Like the home where we have, where if your child is totally lost, we don't know where the parent is. As we search for their homes, at least there is where we can keep the children to, to learn. We also supply them some food stuff to support the family that is totally having nothing. What makes me proud as a teacher is seeing that the children that have undergone through me, they've obtained a bright future. What makes me proud is me sharing my knowledge with them, is me seeing that I've taught them today, and maybe I'm passing them, seeing them playing, for example, skipping ropes, and not fighting between themselves, because most of them, when they, sometimes when they started coming here, they, we realized that they don't want to share playing equipment, they want to play, it is mine. 
we want to play with it alone. But we teach them how to play with others. We teach them eating habits that you don't have to move or talk while eating. It is my pride to see them that they are there practicing it from home, meaning that they are learning something. During COVID-19, the classes were kind of cut down. Because uh, before COVID-19, we used to gather children. But now when COVID came in, it kind of went down and majorly we did feeding, giving food to the community during COVID-19. And uh, that one went on very well because the community were satisfied. Then we were doing ECD teaching from home, whereby I go and meet one child, like three families in a day or two. So we meet them differently, we share, so that they don't lack out totally. The difference of teaching children in a remote area to the classroom is that in remote areas, it is a distance that you have to go in, not forgetting that time also is included. But in the classroom, everything is organized, time is kept well, not like in remote areas that we're going to teach children. The fact being that we are in the slum areas, when it rains, it is uh, quite hard to go to other homes. Because when it rains heavily, there are some places that tend to flood. So going to some homes is uh, quite uh, challenging. My favorite thing about education is, education is the key to success. When you're educated, can move on beyond where you should go. Being a teacher, you, you tend to impact in very many lives and trimming their lives into line. So what makes me like teaching is what makes me proud. Getting involved with children and seeing that they have come from nothing to something, as in the line of education. Right. I love what Annette says at the end there. She says, education is the key. In, um, in Matthew chapter 25, Jesus tells a story about a king sitting on his throne. People are coming up to the throne and the king is directing them whether to go and stand on his right-hand side or on his left-hand side. And at first, it doesn't seem obvious why one person's going to the right or one person's going to the left. And Jesus says the king is separating the people like a shepherd separates sheep from the goats. And I've always thought this sounds a bit strange. And particularly when I've ever read this passage in the past, I've always thought, it seems really strange. Why do they need to be separated? Surely a sheep and a goat are two very different animals. They don't often get mixed up. It's very easy to tell them apart. Well, in Uganda, sheep and goats are actually grazed together by shepherds in mixed flocks, not on a big farm like we have here, but they're grazed at the side of the road or they wander through different fields with a shepherd in a mixed flock of sheep and goats. And actually, it is very difficult to tell the difference between a sheep and a goat without looking very carefully. Here is a photo to demonstrate. This is a photo of a sheep in Uganda. And now I hope that it's not just me. I hope you'll agree that this sheep looks quite a lot like a goat. Now, I imagine that for someone 
living in the first century Middle East, when Jesus was telling this story, I imagine that this is also what a sheep would have looked like. So people would have had in their minds that actually it's difficult to tell apart a sheep and a goat. So the separating of them kind of makes sense. They were often mixed up in groups with one shepherd, and you can't tell them apart. Now, here's a little top tip that I have learned. A good way to tell them apart, just in case you're interested, if you're ever in that situation and you've got them sheep and a goat mixed up. Um, Goats, this is my top tip. If you don't take anything else away, then maybe just remember this today. Goats have ears that stick up like this, and sheep have ears that go down like this. There you go. That's, that's, if you take nothing else away, then that's something to take away today. Um, so yes, as, as I said, Jesus says the shepherd is separating sheep and the goats. And as I said, I think to the onlooker who's hearing Jesus tell this story, people, they would have thought, yes, it's difficult to know how they are separated. It is difficult to tell them apart. And to the onlooker, it's not obvious how the king is separating these people into two different groups. But we know that Jesus looks at the heart. He doesn't look at the outward appearances. He looks at the heart. So the king then turns to those on his right and he says to them, you are blessed by my father God. Take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you visited me. The people standing on the right, the righteous, said to the king, But Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? We didn't see you thirsty and give you something to drink. I didn't see you as a stranger and invited you in. But you weren't sick and I didn't visit you and and you weren't in prison and, and I didn't go and look after you. What are you talking about? And this is, the, this is the part that always gets me. This, this is the key verse. The king replied in Matthew chapter 25, verse 40. The king replied, truly, I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Jesus says, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. So when we love the least, the last, and the lost, we are not just being Jesus' hands and feet, but we are also loving Jesus. This passage clearly tells us that when we love the least, the last, and the lost, we are not only serving those in need, but we are also serving Jesus. It is an act of worship. So whenever we give up our time, whenever we give up our money, whenever we give up our energy or our resources, we're not only doing that to serve those in need, we're not only doing that to love others, but we are also doing that as an act of service to the King of Kings. And God calls us not just to stand in the gap and pray for people, which of course we must do, but he not only calls us to that, he also calls us to powerfully demonstrate to others just how big his love is by being the answer to those prayers as well, wherever we can. 
So thank you for doing exactly this. Thank you so much for partnering with Kids Club Kampala this Christmas. Your fundraising really will make such a big difference. Thank you for supporting us as we bring hope and love to vulnerable children, as we support these precious children growing up in some of the poorest communities in the world to survive and to thrive. We don't yet know when lockdown in Uganda will end. And as I said, I'm hoping, we're all hoping that schools will reopen in early 2022. But we don't yet know. And sadly, the reality of COVID is ever too present. Currently, only around 4% of the population have been able to have the vaccine yet. Um, So it really is a challenging situation. But we are doing all that we can to support these vulnerable children and their families through these difficult times. Just to just to give you um, an idea of how far your money can go to provide one meal as i said we've provided over 27 million meals so far to provide just one meal it costs just 20p so even if you can't give anything else 120p can really change lives five pounds can can feed a family for a week 25 pounds can provide education for a month And £50 can provide an emergency care package for a child who's been abandoned. We're an organisation that relies solely on the generosity of other people and every penny really, really does count. So thank you again so much for your kind support. Um, If you're interested in finding out more about what we do, then I'm going to be hanging around at the end of the service. Please do come and talk to me. I would love to answer any of your questions. I can just see someone waving at me at the back. Well, that is a brilliant flag. Well done. That is perfect. Right colours and coloured in really brilliantly. Oh, well done. That's great. Also, if you're interested in uh, uh, finding out more, um, we've got these flyers at the back. Please, can I encourage you, if you're interested to partner with us uh, longer term, you can fill out one of these forms on the back and you can change lives through giving by standing order and it really will make such a huge difference. Um, I'd love to encourage you to also go and visit our website, www.kidscampala.org, and you can sign up to our newsletter there, um, and you get in a monthly email which gives you information about our projects and stories of some of the children that we're working with and knowing how your giving is making a difference. And the most important thing, even if you can't give, the most important thing is please, please do pray for us. We are facing a mammoth task ahead and it really is quite overwhelming at times but we know that we serve a big God. We know that God answers prayers and we know with him nothing is impossible so please can I encourage you to pray for us as I know that you do. And as it says in Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20, to him who is able to do more than we can ask or even imagine by his power at work in us. To him be the glory forever and ever. One final thing just before I go is um, I'd love to invite you if you are free. We are having um, uh, an event in two weeks' time um, on the 4th of December. This is a family-friendly event. It's going to be on Zoom and it's going to be with some of the children and some of our team in Uganda, an interactive event for uh, families here and families in Uganda to have a great time over Zoom and to raise some money. And most importantly, um, everything raised there is going to be doubled. So again, if you're interested in that, have a look at the website. Will come and speak to me after.
Um, so yes, just want to say again, thank you so much for having me this morning. It's been lovely to be here and speak to you. Thank you again for supporting Kids Kampala. I hope um, you've learned a little bit more about what we do and, and been encouraged as well. So thank you so much and God bless you.